0: forgot about uh why well i think you wanted to go into more depth about yeah. why we named it no tea
1: yeah because i'm i i wasn't sure how many people would be familiar with the terminology of mm-hmm. no tea i want to explain exactly why that's the name of the show right mm-hmm. so i'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the idea of tea right that's like very pop culture right now it's yeah, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no tea is like in my opinion like the queer equivalent to no offense you know yeah. it's like you read someone to their face and you're just like oh, it's no tea like yeah it's whatever yeah or um something happens in your life but it's not really that important you're just like it's no tea mm-hmm. it's whatever so it's pretty much setting up the um the theme for our show is going to be like because i'm sure both of us are going to say something about someone or something at some point in mm-hmm. the next eight about weeks. each other maybe about yeah. each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day it is no tea for mm-hmm. you know we're just um Having the laugh, I think the lads say that. Having the, la- the laugh. <laughs> to translate it, Google Translate <laughs> it. <this. laughs> um,
0: yeah, I wonder actually where is the kind of like origin? Who started? Like, I th- the first I've heard of tea was from No Tea, No Shade.
1: Yeah, so th- that's, where, that's where it comes from. Like, okay. the, the idea of like tea it comes from No Tea, No Shade. Mm-hmm. Eh? But tea in general is, to give it an Irish equivalent, asking someone what's the tea is like asking them what's the crack. Yeah. that's the best equivalent yeah. that I could give it to yeah, yeah. and then the the word tea just takes on many different forms like mm-hmm. for example that's tea I, I'm I excited about what you just told me or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's no tea no offence yeah. or yeah. spill the tea tell me what the gossip is yeah know, it's kind of mistake. the
0: setting that you kind of like that's what you kind of understand it as like say if you're talking about gossip and stuff like no. that it's like oh that's the some tea, tea or Ooh, whatever tea. Yeah. that's Ooh, some tea. nice tea yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> personally I don't care what tea I'm giving I'll take all tea yeah, all m- the time all I tea. don't care what brand it is, it's fine.
0: <laughs> Are we going to get into that debate? Because I actually <laughs> don't drink tea. I'm one of You don't drink tea?
1: That's the tea. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah. Not here, yeah. Do <laughs> so you just drink coffee all the time? Yeah, just oh, coffee. Well, you're you're mm-hmm. gay, of course you drink <laughs> <tea>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay.
0: It's only just since I've come to Dublin, though. Really? It's the Dublin setting, I think, that it's just like there's a Starbucks in every corner and I'm like, I want coffee because it's there. Like, it's nice and stuff and
1: gets me going. But anyway... Right, so I, um, I wanted to ask you a question. Yes. So I, as we mentioned earlier on, um, the Society debut, their coming out story and um, video, but one person who was not there for that video mm-hmm. was Sean himself. It was me, yeah. I was a bit busy. Yeah. what were you busy doing? Panto. Um, so I guess your drama's more important than the gay people. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not now. It's it's not easy, it's don't not worry easy, about it's it. <laughs> there, yeah. Um, yeah, but what was your coming out experience like?
0: Um, well, part of the reason why I felt that I didn't need to be there, it was because I felt like my story wasn't that great. Mm. Because my kind of coming out story started out as me coming out to, I remember it clearly, I was in like art class in second or third year, and my friend Caroline Lynch, if you're listening, hey honey. Shout um, out to Caroline. Yeah. Um, I said to her, I'm bi. I knew then I was not bi. I knew for years at that stage that I was like full on gay. Um, but even just telling her, that really kind of like intimidated me. And I was like, oh my God, like that's gonna be, that's gonna change my life now. Um, Because I knew some other people in my school that had come out and I've heard about like, I heard all these like really nasty things uh, other people were saying about them people and Mm. it just wasn't nice. Uh, So I was afraid of that happening. Um, So what I did was I was like, one of my other friends, Kathleen Nonikin, if you're listening, hey, I said to everyone I have a huge crush on Kathleen and I'm so straight. Gross. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I hate everybody. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um but that was just my kind of way of just like I don't know being normal? Is it right
1: yeah. to say being normal? Yeah. Being but normal just, in that it, Not standing out, like not being the yeah. the spectacle or the person who's different, the exoticism, that's the Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I think everyone does that. I mean, that was the same thing for me. That's, I didn't come out when I was in secondary school. Because yeah. even though people were looking at me and saying, oh, he's like the gay kid or whatever it was, I didn't want that to be the thing that defined me. Which mm-hmm. is gas when you look at what I do now. Yeah, cars, yeah. <laughs>
0: but like you wear heels and everyone's like, I, like a couple of people this week they were like who's Dean O'Reilly and stuff like that and I was like oh he's like you know chairperson of LGBT uh, he wears heels and then they're like oh I know they yeah, me from yeah, campus. yeah yeah I, I've had a lot
1: I've had a lot of that or like mm-hmm. for example if any of you are familiar with the popular dating app Grindr? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would I would have people like message me on Grindr and, and like not for any reason other than to text me and say, "Hey, I saw you wearing heels around campus. That's really cool." Oh wow! But okay. at the same time, I've also had the opposite effect of someone texting me, being like, "Lol, you wear heels." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, All right, Okay. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's something that a lot of queer people can relate to, the idea of not wanting to be the person who's stared at the most. Because mm-hmm. you already feel like everyone's looking at you anyway. Yeah. Mainly because you're watching everything that you're doing yourself. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, one remark uh, that I was kind of like, it made me think this week, um, when we put up that we were talking about uh, like coming out and National Coming Out Day and stuff like that, they were kind of like, well, what's really the point? Because like, um, in celebrating like National Coming Out Day, uh, if Ireland has progressed a lot, uh, with LGBTA, uh, uh, kind of
1: like the culture you know, here is, is quite different in yeah, the last yeah. few years. Yeah, a lot of progression.
0: But sitting in that room today, um, like after we showed the video, mm-hmm. I was kind of like eavesdropping on a couple of people, and I heard like, "Oh, I'm only out to my mother," or "I'm only out to a couple of friends," and stuff like that. And they all got inspiration from that video, from the stories that were told. Mm-hmm and it's it's a long video it is um, it is 15 minutes long it's 15, 15 minutes long yeah but um i felt like when i was putting it together i was like everything they're saying is important uh because there's so many different stories and there's like there's not just one story about coming out mm-hmm. and i think listening to some of the stories that were in that uh video I I hope it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh I hope it inspires some uh people. Um whether or not they come out or not now after it, I don't expect that, but I hope mm-hmm. it just gives them a bit of like mm-hmm. courage and motivation to be like,
1: it's okay, yeah. you know. That that's my favorite thing about um speaking with other LGBT people or LGBTQ mm-hmm. people is if they have them, I like hearing about their coming out story because it gives you context for why they're in the position they're in right now, mm-hmm. right? So like, I I know a lot of people, even people who were in the LGBTQ society who are never out even in college. And mm-hmm. Their experience of being queer is very different to someone who who is out, and one is not more valid than the other. But it's it's a different experience, and why why I like hearing other people's coming out stories is most often um, it's usually a story of like triumph mm-hmm. or prog- like progress. Yeah. It's like even if they had the worst coming out story in the world, it goes to, but now I'm here in this society, or and now I've gone and done this, or now I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or something. And mm-hmm. I like um, seeing that representation in the people that are around me, especially considering that I never really felt that when I was growing up, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So I love hearing about coming out stories, but at the same time, I think there's something to be said about the, the video that we're releasing today, kind of conduits to a narrative that coming out happens once yep. it's just this one bit coming out and then it's done but for most queer people you come out multiple times yeah all yeah. the time the minute you meet a new person whether you have the sit-down discussion of oh i'm gay by t- trans lesbian like whatever it is um just because you've done it before doesn't mean that it's any less scary right mm-hmm. it's, it's a continuous thing yeah and especially w- with consideration to um, not every country is at the same place that Ireland is and there are still issues in Ireland let me tell you mm-hmm. um, like you you never really know what people's reactions are going to be I think that's one of the things anytime I meet a new person like are they going to be do I need to censor myself mm-hmm. to a, to an extent so that I'm more palatable to that person because yeah. I haven't met them yet? I don't know who cool they are yet yeah. right Yeah. so yeah I love hearing about coming out stories for mm-hmm. a
0: reason like even talking about censoring and stuff like that um I work in a Chinese at home, (laughs) Uh, but um, I'm very much so like stand up straight, kind of like walk normally, don't like sway or anything like that. And even if like a great song comes on over in the background in the restaurant, I can't be like, you know, Vogue kind of like jamming away. (laughs) Getting your life yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, you do notice some people who do recognize that, oh, okay, he's a bit different, because I have, like, a lot of piercings and stuff like mm. that. Uh, Scandals. I, I know, right? The piercings. <laughs> but I in know. your ear. In, in Westmeath? In my Westmeath? Not yeah. <laughs> at chance, yeah. <laughs> not in my
1: good Christian experience.
0: <laughs> no. no um, but, yeah, they do notice that I'm a bit different, and I do get, like, a couple of glances and stuff like that, yeah. but I'm just like that's right yeah look at me you know i'm the center of attention uh like before it was very much so like oh don't look at me don't look at me um i was very afraid to be like to even dress you what you made a comment about um my old profile pictures or something like that yes yeah
1: that i looked like i i used the term spicer (laughs) which when i asked people no one seemed to understand but then again shout out to hannah kelly she understood what i was saying okay and if that is a really offensive term, my apologies. I don't know. It's a word that yeah. I knew from very early childhood. So yeah. it if I am wrong in using that word, please let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just like very what I noticed was it was like trying to conform, it's trying to fit in. It mm-hmm. didn't it didn't seem like it wasn't the person that I knew you to be. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. a lot of people have that experience. I was the exact same. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And a lot of time when I think about um, being For example you were saying like not wanting to be the center of attention even now or like the idea that people notice you differently i think my experience is now i think of all the people who are probably struggling the same way that i was when i was younger Mm -hmm. who will see me and think that it's more acceptable or understand that they're not the person alone in what they're doing and so i get sort of courage from that yeah and so i'm less concerned with the people who are looking at me differently i'm more concerned with the people who you know will see me and think oh okay
0: yeah you know. yeah yeah um so yeah that's pretty much uh coming out i suppose um yeah uh <laughs> yeah. like that was last thursday uh we were, were a bit late with the video and stuff like that but yeah. i'm sorry but I'm the full <laughs>
1: video is out right now mm-hmm. if you just go to the ta facebook page you'll find it yeah my beautiful face is in it for several minutes mm-hmm. um you know I, I hope you enjoy my story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's something that we, we mentioned on the promotion of, of, of the show leading up to today is that, you know, we were going to talk about coming out, but also talk about bisexuality for a bit. And something, Sean, you you mentioned there in your coming out story that you originally came out as bi. Mm-hmm. Was that like a real experience for you or like you were saying, was it kind of just a term you were using because it felt safer?
0: Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. Like for the last three years of secondary school for me, like I was... By to my friends and mm. even to my parents like in I think it was sixth year I said I'm bisexual and my parents were like oh we know we knew you weren't like straight oh, I, uh, hate yeah. say, oh, I hate when people say oh it
1: is so annoying a word of advice for anyone if any of your friends come out mm-hmm. uh, to you please don't say the words yeah I know yeah well I don't know the, the experience is different for everyone but personally I think it's very like annoying because mm-hmm. a lot of people spend so long like hiding it and like your identity is individual to you. So like, you don't actually know, Mm -hmm. like people didn't know that you were bi, Mm -hmm. they just knew that you were maybe attracted to men or like they saw particular behaviors and made an assumption, right? Mm -hmm. So I hate when people say, oh, I knew. Thank like goodness.
0: I'm not asking for like a Love Simon kind of like on the what's the the big ride I don't know the big wheel oh it's my ferris God. wheel ferris wheel there we go on, I don't language. want that yeah, so I communications. Communications. yeah. <laughs> um no but like just be supportive be like oh that's amazing that's mm-hmm. good on you and stuff like that yeah. because it actually does it takes it takes a lot a lot of yeah. courage um and if you're not in that situation you wouldn't you wouldn't understand like i never understood it until i came out i was like oh my god this is like this is a big thing and i had to come out a second time say i'm actually not bi i'm i'm gay i'm full on gay and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and again my parents were like we kind of knew that too <laughs> so it's <was> like <laughs> all right okay ruin my thunder but anyway mm-hmm. um but yeah you were Gay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you <were>
1: formerly gay, but bi. You're formerly gay. I would int- I would introduce myself as formerly bi, currently gay, and indefinitely alone. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's my tagline. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, so when when I came out for the first time, it's around t- two years ago. Uh, at that point, um, I came out as bi, and for me, it wasn't um, like a transitional thing. It wasn't trying to make it more. I don't know safer I think a Mm -hmm. lot of people do that where they think if if there's part of me that's kind of straight which isn't what bisexuality is but whatever Mm -hmm. um then people accept me easier like I can still talk about girls Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so I think a lot of people come out that way and you know everyone's coming out story is, is fine and whatever is safe is for you but for me when I came out as bi it was actually a very real experience like that's that's what my identity was and for for so long, I I had a I struggle with it because how other people were talking about being bi didn't really line up with my own with my own experience, mm-hmm. right? So uh, with uh, bi friends that I have and uh, people in the community where they talk about not having a preference whatsoever and and um, stuff like that, I, I didn't relate to that idea, but I still identified with the term. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of, um, a, it was a struggle for me. Kind of, I I would relate like turmoil let's use that word okay (laughs) and when eventually I started moving away from using the term bi and more relating to the identity of gay it was for me a lot harder coming out the second time because uh, in in the bi space right within bi identity something that's spoken about a lot is the is the concept of bi erasure so for those who don't know what bi erasure is it's how um, individuals will say you know uh, a a guy will come out as bi and everyone will say oh he's actually just gay right or a woman will come out as bi and they'll say oh she's actually just straight it's like invalidating the experience and forcing people into a binary way of thinking of it's straight and gay and bisexuality doesn't exist mm-hmm. it's just this transitional thing right yeah. yeah and so when i no longer related to the, to the identity of bisexuality i struggled a lot with am I now another person who's contributing to this thing that a lot of my bi friends, like some of my closest friends, shout out to Hannah Kelly yet again, (laughs) um, my closest friends say it's so hard for them to deal with. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I think it was maybe three or so months where I was like, I don't identify as bi anymore. I probably identify as gay, but I was... So afraid of telling people, which is gas. Like mm, yeah. <laughs> when, like literally chairing an LGBT society, yeah. and I'm so afraid of coming out for the second time. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, it, even even when I identified as bi, though, like I only ever spoke about guys. Really, mm-hmm. like for example, when I was in Tinder, I never had women coming up. But from at at the time, the experience of being bi was real because I I still had attraction to women. But I get I wasn't really interested in pursuing a relationship with anyone, mm-hmm. um, and you know as time progressed I moved away from that identity. But back to what I was saying, it was a lot harder coming at the second time for me because I felt like I was letting a sect of my larger community down almost, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even <clears throat> I couldn't even say that. I was gay, right? Like, I, I literally couldn't... How I how I came out as gay for the second time after identifying as bi is I texted one of my friends. I texted my friend. Oh, and okay. I was just like, hi, um, so I don't identify as bi anymore. I actually identify as gay. Um, I, okay. I don't have this big story about it. it. This is a lot for me, so, like, let's just move on. Again, okay. shout-out to Hannah Kelly. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, even, even now, like um someone someone from our society came up to me and i think it was week 1 or something mm-hmm. they're like, oh i actually don't know how you identified like what is it and i completely shut down and i made it look again used my tactic i made it look like i was on my phone and made myself look busy cuz i couldn't say the words i was i just can't do it mm-hmm. i i think it's for for me i just i didn't want to be contributing to something that um was making other people in the community's lives harder. And on top of that, I felt like, it, it, it was a similar situation where, you know, when you're gay in your closet and everyone's like, oh, we knew, yeah. I felt like everyone was just waiting for me to come out as gay. Yeah. For like my entire time while I was in college, I felt like I was justifying my experience of bisexuality for so long. Mm-hmm. And that when that was no longer like my identity, I felt like people were just going, like, finally, Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So even there's people now that like I haven't formally come out to in the society or close friends or anything because it's just it's a lot harder for me to speak about because I think the the emotions around it are a bit more complex than when I was coming out the first time because mm-hmm. when you come out the first time it's I think it's more when you come out the first time what your um, fear is is being rejected by the people who are around you but it's not necessarily your support system right so mm-hmm. it's you're not afraid of being rejected by the queer community when you come out like the first time most of the time Yeah. although a lot of bisexual people are and that's really fucked up mm-hmm. but when I was coming out the second time I was so afraid it would be used against me I, w- I was so afraid that people would say something like um, oh you know he just masqueraded as bi for so long and now he's, he's actually only he's been gay this whole time and blah 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 and mm-hmm. so yeah it was, it was a lot harder for me um, the second time but um, you know I think that the point that I'm trying to drive home on this is, for some people, they can come out as bi, and it might not be a true experience, but there's also some people who come out as bi, and that's a very real identity for them, and as time to that might change, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's valid. And um, again, if there's anything, for anyone who's listening, if you're not familiar with the idea of bi erasure, it is so damaging to bi people in the community. The, like Saying that someone, oh, you're not actually bi, or... What percentage do you like men? What percentage do you yeah, like women? Yeah, yeah. For some people, they have a preference for one or the other, and for others, there is no... Th- th- that doesn't exist. Yeah. I think a great way of summarising this, again, shout out to Hannah Kelly, something she said on um, a bi panel when I was in first year was, I'm not 50% gay and 50% straight, I'm 100% bisexual. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way of explaining to people what... Um, that identity is it's not half of one thing and half of another. It's it's an identity in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. think a name, uh, a big name now in that kind of like
0: conversation is Courtney Act, because yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I don't know. I've I watched Trash, so I was watching Celebrity Big Brother. Um, but one um, one episode, you can look up. I'd fully encourage everyone to look up the clip where Courtney explains. Bisexuality, Mm -hmm. and how it's not a definite kind of like percentage, as Mm -hmm. you said, it's almost like a spectrum. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like it, like the bi flag, it's what it's pink, purple, and blue. Blue, yeah. I, I, do you know? To me, I don't picture that as a bi flag. I I hope that's not offensive, (laughs) but I picture the bi flag as almost like a gradient, kind of like yeah, as each color kind of like merges into. The other uh, yeah. continuously because that's what uh, bisexuality is, mm-hmm. and like um, I, I think it is. There's a lot of like crap put on yeah. To bisexuality.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think uh, noting as well, obviously, th- th- we're talking about bisexuality. Both of us are gay identifying men, mm-hmm. so yeah. <laughs> the most you important know. voices on this are bisexual identifying mm-hmm. people. But yeah. I wanted to talk about it and. Uh, you know, speak on my own experience of identifying by and how that's changed over the years for me and how that doesn't mean that the experience was not real or that I was pretending because I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just not what my identity is at the moment. And it's the same thing for other people. Some people come out as gay and then several mm-hmm. years later come out as bi. Yeah. I know people who've done that. You yeah. Know, and that doesn't mean that they were lying that they were gay. It's just that's what they related to at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, th- for... Th- you know, both of us are on LGBTA LGBT Society's um, committee and this week is our Bisexuality Week. So if there's anyone who's listening who <laughs> wants more information on what is bisexuality or wants to hear people with, who currently identify as bi, speaking on that, um, we do have a bisexuality panel on this Thursday. Tomorrow, yeah. Yes. Is it tomorrow? Today's, Wednesday. Today's yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, from 6 to 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's on NCG12. Check our Facebook page to make yeah. sure I was right. <laughs> um, that might be incorrect. But um, yeah, it, uh, on that panel, we're going to have like four to five by identifying people talking about what is bisexuality to them or what is, what is their identity, you know? Some mm-hmm. people don't identify with the term bi. Some people, their identity is pansexuality or even polysexuality. So, yeah. and all those things will be explained in that panel if you want to hear more about it Yeah, uh, which is
0: very much so, like, uh, I would consider it as important as that video that we made, kind of like hearing the actual stories and relating to them and talking, having a conversation and stuff mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot of conversation now about um, other parts of the... I'm going to say it again, queer community, but the umbrella, that's what I'm going to use as the umbrella term, uh, queer community. Um, But bisexuality is kind of like brushed under the uh, mat because um, I know a couple of people who are, who identify as bisexual. Mm -hmm. And if it's, say, a girl and the girl considers themselves uh, bisexual, they identify as bisexual, uh, and then they're in a uh, girl-boy kind of like relationship, people would consider them straight. They would say, oh, you're straight. Uh, so what happened to bisexual? And what happened to girls and stuff like that? But they're still like bisexual.
1: Yeah, actually, that's something that I didn't mention. A lot of time, birasure comes up when someone who's bi starts dating someone of one particular gender. So mm-hmm. if there's a bi one who starts dating a man, it's like, Oh, I see you've turned straight now, for yeah. the, and you're actually just straight. You're in a straight relationship, yeah. which is so damaging. Like that person's not in a straight relationship. No. They're a bisexual person in relationship with someone who identifies as uh, as a man, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that the relationship is is straight. straight and yeah. it's the same way if there's a bisexual man who's dating another man. That it's not a gay relationship. Mm-hmm because cause it's not because yeah. the two of them aren't gay <laughs> like, it, it's, just, it's just not correct yeah. um, so please if anyone who's listening says things like that please reconsider mm-hmm. um, yeah
0: um, so we're kind of like closing up now uh, on next week do
1: you want to talk about what's on next week are we do, are we doing well i think we're doing next? we week? are doing that okay yeah. so <laughs> and i'm very excited about it i am very excited as well so for next week should everything go according to plan mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have a discussion on a uh, queer or lgbtq dating uh, me and sean will be talking about our experiences with dating in the queer sphere Um, you're probably talking about dating apps and that sort of thing but and? we also have a very special guest <laughs> on um, he's definitely not listening to this um, but uh, reality star of First yeah. Dates, <laughs> um, Andy Vahey will be on to speak on what it was like being on First Dates. But um, actually, Andy was one of the first people that I dated after coming out. So mm-hmm. we can have a nice discussion on yeah. what things were like and, um, you know, him about his own experience about dating, too. I can imagine being on First Dates would have quite an a influence on your dating pool and what yeah. that's like. So, yeah. Um, Tune
0: in to hear that riveting story Mm -hmm. next week. Sadly, I can't bring in the guy that I came out for because he's like halfway across the country. So, and I think just to come in for an hour long discussion, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit much, but uh, yeah, that's what we have planned for
1: next week. Um, Tune in for, I can imagine probably one of the most awkward conversations <laughs> of my entire life for everyone in the room but you know content is content mm-hmm. and yeah
0: i might like just turn off my mic and just sit back you know and just listen to the <laughs>
1: and awkwardness. as as we keep saying it's no tea like, it's it's, it's no yeah, 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 yeah. tea yeah it's no tea yeah yeah well, we're just um, gonna have a nice nice little chat like. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>